Hey, Diggs, welcome to Dennis in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So introducing to you with all your relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. As you know, there's always things that are happening or brewing to happen uh, in the world of dentistry. So let's just go ahead and dig right into it, shall we? Um, You know, it's becoming a little bit of a more common story that we're releasing out on uh, Dentists in the Know about people practicing dentistry without a license. Yet another uh, female dentist this time was busted taking uh, molars out um, and in Rhode Island, and now is going to have to go through the whole process. And actually the reason this came to light was because the patient ended up in the ER with complications post extraction. Um, and so they went after this particular individual, um, this, instead of this being a hotel room, which was the last one that we discussed, they were operating in kind of a, a house, uh, office situation, Um, and offering dental care through that particular facility. So a little bit different, Um, but anyway, nonetheless resulted in some post-operative complications and then unfortunately got this individual who's not licensed uh, now facing uh, time possibly in jail. Another big cyber attack over the last week. So we talked about Aspen. Over 1,100 offices were impacted by that particular cyber attack. And this is kind of on the heels of multiple cyber attacks in the dental space. We had the ADA that got hit in early spring. Uh, We had Aspen who got hit just a few weeks ago. And then another DSO, Great Expressions, got hit. Another 400 offices were attacked with about a week's worth of restriction on getting access to their data. Again, just kind of continues to reiterate the fact that the data that we have has some vulnerability to it. Um, We continue to do our best effort to keep that data safe. If you haven't taken an updated webinar or um, cyber information uh, education to try to continue to stay up to date on the latest ways, I have to say the best way that you can protect your office from a cyber attack is to talk to your team about not clicking on crap that they're not supposed to click on. I mean, in fairness, a good number of these started from individuals who opened an email or clicked on a link that they shouldn't have clicked on. And then it created this uh cascade of events that ultimately ended up with a cyber attack. So at the very minimum, continue to encourage, remind, and repeat to your team not to click on links that seem weird, not to check their personal email on their work computers, and to try to practice good cyber intelligence. But in addition, continue to work with your IT team to make sure that your data is as safe as you can. The reality is even these large organizations are struggling to lock up lots of data at one time. So I think it's, you know, understandable that a lot of offices are nervous um, as a small scale trying to continue to create um, protective mechanisms um, to keep 
the data safe and also to keep themselves out of trouble for other issues that may come up. Lastly, there's some guidance continuing to come out from the CDC. While we don't have an official emergency statement in place on how we should be managing mask wearing, et cetera, in our practices with COVID-19. And I actually come out with regulations at this point to suggest how we practice. They are continuing to provide guidance. If you want to look for guidance on when you should be wearing masks in certain population um, uprises and different viral attacks, et cetera, they are continuing to provide that information you can go to the CDC website. Um, they're not statistically tracking COVID cases at this point, at least for public awareness, um, but they are continuing to provide guidance on that as well. I'll be, I'll be frank with you. It's a little quiet this week, which always makes me a little nervous when it comes to dental news, because that means there's probably a big uh, bump coming out. The last thing that we saw this week out of both the ADA and uh, the legislature is there's a there's the Armed Services Act that comes out and how they fund different parts of the program. Uh, that includes, obviously, the active military piece, but also benefits for both active and retired reserves, retired military and reserves. Uh, there was a push out of the ADA today to relook at dental care for those veterans as well as active military to ensure that when they're in the military and then when they leave, that they have access to high quality care through TRICARE um, and have access to providers who can provide care for them in their communities. So the ADA is staying uh, on top of that initiative to, to ensure that our military is continuing to be cared for beyond their uh, full-time service. And with that, that's the news. So, gang, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in. But more importantly, we want to thank you for being a part of Dennis in the Know. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. I'm Dr. Chad DePlantis. And I'm Dr. Jennifer Bell. And we're Dentists in the Know. Remember, gang, dentistry is an amazing profession, but it's way more rewarding when you're in the know. <laughs>